Welcome back to another kind of funny Pixar in review. It's finally the Friday after E3, after all the insanity. This is the final piece of content that this group of people are going to be on this week. And damn, that feels very good. And we're bringing the good energy. I can already feel it. We've been low for a while, but we're about to skyrocket for this because this is Pixar in review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good afternoon, everybody. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Up. it's christmas in june joey noel i'm just gonna finish power washing these stairs on this house and then we'll be good to go nick i'm in the uh, next house did you find loot in there yeah but should be in a minute should be in a minute tim up where they walk up where they run yeah up where they eat the gelato all day in the sun that is this movie (laughs) that is this movie that's amore that's amore uh this is kind of funny's pixar in review our show in review happens twice a week where we rank and review all of our favorite and sometimes not so favorite movie franchises right now we are doing pixar and teenage mutant ninja turtles next week we are making the glorious return to theaters with fast nine god i can't wait uh but you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free and if you want to watch it live as we record it you could be like our very cool patreon producers donovan harkness and the protagonist which is such a dope name uh by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny and you won't need to hear anything about ads like Fayerty branded Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade that we'll be telling everyone else about later. But let's get right into it. Today, we are talking about Luca, a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with Lin-Manuel Miranda. I was misled. I am sorry. Last week, I told everybody that it was. That's a Disney project called Encanto that's coming out some other time. Today, we're talking about Luca. Uh, I kept waiting for him to come up. (laughs) Like, it's not happening. (laughs) I mean, it also doesn't really make sense. Whatever. Also, not about not about the Dallas Mavericks standout uh, shooting guard slash power forward, small forward. I thought it was going to be a basketball movie. I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> We're talking about Luca, a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes, released June 18th, 2021. We just watched it today because that is the day we are recording this on yeah. Disney+. Plus, it was directed by Enrico Casarosa, uh, an Italian storyboard artist and film director who works at Pixar. In 2012, he was nominated for an Academy Award for the animated Pixar short film La Luna. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, he worked as a background designer and storyboard artist on a whole bunch of different things. But Joey, you'll know him best from the, the animated series 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> but more importantly, PV and J Otter. <gasps> Which one was he? He was the oh. one that did the noodle dance. No, he just did oh. the background ooh, design. Ooh, you know? Ooh, uh, then we got... Dang. God, what a jam. Yeah, Joey knows what's up. Uh, but then moving on, he then is a story artist on Cars, Ratatouille, Up, Cars 2, and uh, he helped out with Brave, Good Dinosaur, and then eventually was the story artist on Coco. The music hmm. for this one uh, was done by a dude named Dan Romer, which is kind of interesting. No real kind of score history of notes uh, that Man. I can find. But what? We need Giacchino. We like for this movie, if anyone. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. But no, this guy is best known for producing some Sean Mendez hits and some Christina Aguilera bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, none, of, none of which I recognize the name of, but they're six times platinum. So oh shit, good for you, so we're good wrong. for you, yeah, right. Dan Roberts. <laughs> uh, this movie's budget. I don't know. It's not out there yet. And with these Disney Plus things, sometimes they can get hard. And box office? Yeah, right, baby. That ain't happening. It's Disney Plus. We're streaming. How does that make you feel, Kevin? 
It's fucked up what they're doing at Pixar, guys. <laughs> the amount, <laughs> the amount of times in the last two weeks that Kevin has said that same sentence verbatim. It's fucked, fucked up, up what they're doing at Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's how, what else I why, got why not also do a theatrical release? Why not? Hmm? You know, Kevin, it's fucked up what they're doing in Pixar. I'm it with is. You. It is. You don't I'm think they got you. already? Kevin? Like, this isn't adding people. I'm gonna say that right now. Loki added. I will. People. You know what I mean? Like they would have done I'm it thrilled. next month. It's ridiculous. I'm thrilled Furious. to let you know that Pixar has officially announced they are returning to theaters in 2022 with the movie Turning Red, where the young child turns into oh, one of those Tanookies. Yeah, sweet. That's pretty cool. Don't get but, the Nick. But, guys, don't the get last the two. Theatrical releases for Pixar's were not good, right? Well, I guess what was what was the one before? Uh, onward. onward, onward was good. Yeah, but it didn't do well. Well, was in between. Poorly. No, no, but before onward, mm. Joey, the wrong way. You say the box office wasn't yeah. great for the good last. Good dinosaur hurt movies. them. That was a bad year. Toy Story for them. four. Yeah, right. That probably that was fine. That was fine. That's probably all right. Huh? <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, but wasn't that the first Toy Story to make less money than the last? I have no idea. I can look that up, and I, I will. I'm just saying, Pixar might not this. be long for this world. And is it Disney's fault? Are they planning this? Look no, into Kevin's it, guys. Calling her, Kevin's calling her right now. Disney Are they planning to make less money? Like, <laughs> we spent the last 10 Disney weeks can't... talking about the Pixar theory, and somehow this is worse. Yeah. You, guys, <laughs> you guys, Disney can't steal the, the artists from Pixar. They've got, like, rules in place. So they have to kill them first. Yeah, kill them all. Think about it. Think about it. Henry about Bill? It, Kevin. You're making expensive. a lot of sense. You're Not making no sense and a lot of sense. The facts wow. that I have for you for this are few but powerful. Uh, this is the second Pixar movie not to feature John Ratzenberger in a voice role. How, do they, how do they not do it? Which, Honestly, it's weird. It's I was trying to, trying to look into it, and I couldn't figure out. There's no why. But an uh, interesting thing is, uh, since this movie just came out, I, there, we might eventually find something, but it was eventually revealed that he was in Soul. He just wasn't a voice. Oh. A character model in the background was, oh. was him. It's different. So, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's weird. Kind of weird. Uh, but anyway, that's what I got for you there. And then just some fun things that you guys might not know about the casting. Uh, the two main characters, Luca and Alberto, voiced by Luca Jacob Tremblay, who was the main star of the movie Good Boys a couple years ago. Uh, but most famously as the, the young boy in the movie Room with Brie Larson, which mm. was freaking fantastic. Wow. Very well and then uh, Alberto Scarfano, which, God, I can't wait to talk about this movie with Nick. The whole time I was like, oh, we're about to get real Italian in this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Is Jack Dylan Graziger, who is uh, from It, but Grazer. we know him more from Freddy. Graziger? Grazer. 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 Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah. Jack Dylan Grazer. Uh, we know him as Freddy in Shazam. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was good in that movie. Yeah. 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 Got it. So let's start this off. Nick Scarpino, let's start with you, the most Italian person I know. What did you think about Luca? <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I think it's a very simple movie. Um, I think it's kind of treading uh, on well-worn territory. Uh, I, I think it's, it's kind of a combination for me for about like The Little Mermaid and uh, Finding Nemo, which is fine. I mean, if you're going to combine those two movies for me and put a little Italian spin on it, who am I to, to disagree with you? And of course, it's got a lot of uh, Italian heritage baked into it, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, and hearing a lot of the actual Italian voice actors do the roles 
uh, war was is great. I think that might be my only my very minor criticism is that obviously like Jacob Tremblay is not Italian. And so when he's speaking, he's speaking with more of a standard American accent. And when he goes into the Italian, it's good. He, he's got a good accent, but it kind of takes you out of it a little bit specifically, like especially when a lot of the sporting characters do it a little bit better. Um, but that's a minor criticism. Well, um, Nick, especially when- I do need to stop you here because there was a new podcast segment that we added that we haven't talked about in a while, but mm-hmm. it feels like the best time to bring it up now, which is accent yeah. or ascent. Is what we called it. Is that Andy, what we right. called it? Hit me with the theme song for oh, accent. God, you or gotta accent. prep me because the first time I sang this song, it was fucking good, <laughs> and I don't. And I thought of it on the spot, and I don't even know. I don't even know. Like the like Tim, I had been meaning to go back and look for that episode because I on the spot created one of the mo- biggest masterpieces I've ever made, and you can't do this to me right now. Not me. Not me. It's the movies. You know what I mean? I don't make the, the rules. It's the fucking movies, man. It, I just... Uh, God damn it. He's falling so hard you right can, now. You can still so have a couple more things too. to say if you, want, if you want to remember it, if you want no, to figure it out. I, like, I remember rhyming accent with uh, what, what did... What did it? How did it meant? Or I don't. I I forgot what the rhyme was, man. Just fucking go on, man. I'm pissed off with this. It's so unprofessional of you. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Accent or ascent? Is that what we say? Is that what yeah. we said? Like the way it's written is a c c e n t or all caps a s s lowercase e n t. Oh, ass. yeah. That's how you pronounce it? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, no, I think overall, I mean, like, listen, I don't speak fluent Italian and I think it was always it's always just super fun when they kind of go into it. Um, but it did. It was just a little bit weird that the three kids just kind of felt like I, I don't think they kind of I don't think they nailed the essence of it quite like the supporting cast. But what I was going to say was um, it didn't it didn't ruin the movie for me by any stretch of the imagination. It was just one of my minor criticisms until we got to the best scene and the best lines of dialogue in any Pixar movie that made me laugh out loud so much. I rolled it back and wrote them down played by uncle Ugo, who is the Sasha best Baron character Cohen. who is Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. When we got to that scene, I was like, all is forgiven. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, when we hit, when the end credits rolled, I was like, I wonder if they're going to do what, but like one, like a, a post credit thing. And when I scrolled through it, I saw uncle Ugo. I was like, this is funny. This is perfect. It's perfect. It's funny because he's not Italian at all, right? No. God, yeah. no. But he is But he perfect. nailed it, right? Yeah. Oh, God. God he nailed it. I don't it's like that he ends up with the sheep. That's some weird. With Giuseppe? Giuseppe, yeah. Giuseppe punch, baby. Punch the heart. Punch his heart. Punch his heart. That was funny. That was a good scene. Uh, I, thought, think? I thought it was a little bit more like kid-like movie. Um, and I'm not a big fan of when they do those, but honestly, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the entire movie, like it made me really miss Italy. Like, I know it's not based off the Amalfi coast, but, uh, it looks like the Amalfi coast. And like, I really, really miss that. Like being in there. Huh? Wow, good. That was, no, that was good. Was, no, that was good. That was good. You're going to credit for that, Tim. Uh, but you yeah, I mean, six I, out of I 10 for that was, joke. I thought it was fun for the most part. I was like, oh, this is a fine movie. And then like the ending. It did its job, you know. By the end, I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling some shit right now," you know. I'm feeling like this little, this this one armed man coming out and like just clearly being good. friends with everyone. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. I love it!" Yeah, yep. Yeah. He knows who they are. Andy, I I think I'm higher, probably going to be the most high on this movie than anybody here. I thought it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. It like nick mentioned earlier it doesn't do anything crazy story-wise it's pretty 
it's your pretty kind of standard fish out of water for lack of a better <laughs> term. Um, and and I think it works perfectly. And I think the the actors do a great job, and they create enough tension and there's enough laughs. Uh, I, I think it's just like a really solid movie without really many flaws. Like there was nothing that really stuck out to me. It, it's fast. It the pacing is really really good. I didn't find myself wanting a scene to be over. Uh, and by the end of it, I'm I'm bawling my eyes out. I miss my family, man. I'm just like crying <laughs> in my room, dude. It's fantastic. Uh, I thought it was a re- really really good movie. And again, just like Kevin mentioned, they they nailed the ending. They did what it, they did what needed to be done in order to get that emotion out of you. And I thought it was awesome as hell. Good movie. Really really good movie. Jojo, I think it's good to find in terms of Pixar stuff. Mm. It wasn't one that I felt like particularly emotionally resonated with me. Um, I think, yeah, as Nick said, it's pretty well-treaded territory to me. It reminded me of (laughs) really important cinematic film, uh, Aquamarine and also Ponyo, Uh, Mm. kind of a combination of those two. (laughs) Um, I think I would probably rather watch Ponyo if I was given the choice between the two. In some arbitrary decision. Um, mm-hmm. But I liked it. I think I agree with Andy that like it's paced really well and like nothing ever feels drawn out and like everything kind of is kept at a quick pace, which I appreciate. And I love that it's only 90 minutes. Um, but it was really pretty. I just didn't feel like the story was like anything particularly yeah. special. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Lots I'm, of film grain. I'm 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 there with you, Joe. Where I feel like it's 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 a bare bones story, and for lack of a better term, I think they could have fleshed out some of the uh, some of the side characters and some of those B stories with it. But fish uh, so, so like fle- yeah, the flesh because they turn human. Like is that yeah, they get flesh. They get they're, flesh. They're human. I You're guess. the only person in the world that would describe what happens to them is they get flesh. But okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, wait, can we go? Let's dial it back here five minutes ago to your banger. That was the six <laughs> okay. <laughs> almost, <laughs> energy, guys. I can't yeah, almost do it. Uh, I, I'm kind of in a, a nice little mix of where everyone else is at on this. I, I don't think that it is uh, spectacular by any means. I, I don't think I'm ever going to want to watch it again. But it, like Andy said, like there's not really any flaws to it. Like it is, it, I think it's very, very good. It's extremely beautiful. Like there was multiple times I like stopped and reround a bit just to watch like a different part of the the frame to see how the water moves and how the water interacts with the different things. Like the the way that the water glistens in so many different ways, depending on what time of day it is and all that stuff. It was so impressive. And like their use of instead of sand, it being the little rocks, like. The entire time, I'm like, these motherfuckers did the Pixar thing of just like, they didn't need to go this hard, but they did, you know, and I, I really appreciate that. I liked all the characters. I think the the villain and his squad are classic Pixar-y type things, but it, it really worked for me. I thought it was funny, and I thought that the, the the three main kids were really, really endearing, and by the end of it, I was like, man, this really came together and really mm-hmm. worked for me. Um, I thought that the kind of like, that the race part didn't hit high as I wanted it yeah. to. It totally worked. Totally worked. But I kind of expected more. I, I'm so used, especially after watching these movies week to week, I want to see that everything that was said in the beginning starts to come back. And I kind of feel like it happened to an extent, but it wasn't in an interesting way. But the moment where uh, the two boys kind of like betray each other and uh, oh, the, man, was brutal. Luca and when, when he goes sea monster Alberto Alberto, Alberto. when yeah. Alberto like leaves him and goes into the water it's like oh no but then when he like turns like it's a sea monster I was like 
holy shit how loud i was like oh no and i'm like shout out to you pixar like that wasn't cheap it was not a cheap move it was a impactful move because they built a relationship in a way that i really cared about i Mm -hmm. love the the bros being bros aspect of this whole movie that is something that's very near and dear to my heart and i think that they they played it really well when he came back uh it was predictable but him coming back with the umbrella just the little thing of seeing the drawing with that i'm like you motherfuckers, man. And I just, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I loved that it was such an easy watch. There was never a moment that I'm like, eh. It was always just like, yeah, these motherfuckers. Like, even when it's not the best thing ever, it's still really damn good. Yeah, yeah but I, I'm sort of reminded of, I think one reason why I'm more high on it is I'm reminded of watching Cars 2 and watching Brave and kind of feeling underwhelmed um, for the most part. And I think this movie just did a really damn job of being really, really solid. I love the art style also. Uh, I'm so used to, uh, I mentioned it in another episode, but it may have been Brave actually, but how Disney animation has their look and they have their style. And, you know, you could put a character from Tangled in Frozen and a character from Frozen into Tangled. And the human characters always have the same sort of generic look. But with this one, I... What one thing that you will notice upon maybe if you rewatch it or just look at some clips is they do a lot of 2D animation things in 3D where the the mouth very reminiscent of like Wallace and Gromit. And if they're looking to the side, you're gonna see the mouth on the side of their face. Yeah. Um and it just kind of switches depending on where they're facing. Um and I and I really like that for some reason. I thought that was a cool little technique. That's quite an and, idea. Yeah, and there's tons of, I mean, there was like a lot of film grain, which I thought it was like a little overdone. And I wonder if that's because maybe they had to maybe cheapen out on the rendering process. Because when I'm at the end of the credits, it says this movie was made at Pixar Animation Studios and in pajamas all around the Bay Area. And so, you know, there was a lot of people working from home on this film. And so I wonder, like, you know, maybe, maybe that sort of hindered some of the process. But um, mm-hmm. I thought the art style was gorgeous and... um yeah, I just maybe that's why I'm a little bit higher on it. Like after I know we watched Monsters University and I enjoyed that. But after Brave and Cars 2, I felt like we were going to be hitting that lull. And I'm kind of used to this sort of middle ground where people say, oh, this is where Pixar kind of falls off a bit. But and especially this being a more recent movie, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of it. But uh, I enjoyed it a, a lot. I really like this movie. I thought the I thought the overall look was like kind of more due to the fact they were sort of paying homage to like the old school Italian movies like Fellini flicks and stuff like that. And I just like and I agree with the anime and just the look and the style of this film is so fun. The way they started off, the old music that they pick, all of it just feels like and cool. Kevin knows what I'm talking about. You want to just jump on a Vespa, have a couple of espresso and just ride off into the so sun. Badly, uh, so badly. You know, on a warm Italian day. And yeah. that and they they nail that vibe for sure. I, when you were talking about how you felt about it early on nick and you said you know it's kind of your run-of-the-mill story and and i just i don't know why i just thought like yeah you know they're always doing the italian and sea monsters thing like there's always like it's such a stereotype (laughs) every time can't tell you how many episodes of friends were the italian sea monster episode it's always mexican cartels and mech in mexico and it's always italians and sea monsters and going off what andy's saying about the visuals i i loved and again this is again another well-worn territory type thing but i thought they did a really good job with all of the fantastical elements of any time he's kind of like daydreaming about the different things of the the fish in the sky and like all that or like being on the vespa and it's different iterations i love the kind of melding of 2d and 3d elements depending on 
uh, what was around him. And I, I, I thought it looked very pretty. And I also like the use of real movies. Like there was a couple shots of you'd go by a house and you see like old people, Pixar characters on a TV watching real life, like live action yeah. uh, movies and stuff. And that stuff's always just super fun. We got a little bit of that in uh uh wally but seeing it here especially mm -hmm. it being the old italian movies it's like it, they really nailed that the, the vibe of it all uh kev i do want to give you the update on the toy story box offices mm -hmm. and i know we're, we've already done these for in review but i am surprised by these numbers toy story one 373 million mm -hmm. toy story 2 497 million toy story 3 1.067 billion yeah. Toy Story 4, 1.073 billion. Toy Story 4 was the most money made of a Toy Story movie. Wow, that was almost the right. Wow, yeah. No, that's crazy, man. Almost right. There you go. Thanks, Nick. And Thanks I for bringing it back. And with that, Pixar with that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> let's well, get to the book. I also just and wanted to point out uh, some of the techniques in which the film is kind of uh, it, it felt very un-Pixar-like with you talking about how the those imagination scenes happen and then the moments where he's sitting there with Alberto and he's like, all right, I got to go. And then it, two hours later, 45 minutes oh, later, so funny. That, like, that, that was such a great little moment. And that seems like something that you don't see in a Pixar movie all too often. And I wonder if that is because the old guard maybe kind of, you know, like there's new faces kind of getting jobs after they've been working as supervisor roles on, you know, like you just mentioned, he worked on a bunch of other Pixar movies. And I, I, that kind of excites me to see these newer kind of ideas brought in. Um, and I hope to see more of that. I hope to see Pixar kind of messing with editing in a, in a more fun way. Like that moment where, where have you been all day? And zooms surface. in like, don't say the surface, don't say the surface, yeah. the surface. <laughs> like I just, that's, that's silly shit that I don't really typically expect. It's more like, that's more like just sitcom type humor that I, I enjoy. So I hope to see more of that stuff. Please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Here is the story for the movie Luca. Silenzio, Bruno. We start with a little lovely Italian song while two fishermen fish near an island, quote, full of sea monsters. The old man tells his younger counterpart not to worry about it. Those are just old wives' tales to ward people off from a good fishing spot. But soon enough, a sea monster creeps up from the depths and starts just jacking all their stuff. And of course, they freak out. The next morning, uh, Luca wakes up. All of his fish are out of the barn and they sound like sheep. And already I'm like, yep, that's funny. Why, why shouldn't they sound like sheep? Uh, Luca wants to get out there and see the world. And we start getting, we're like, I don't know. I don't remember another movie where a little fish people wanted to become human up where they are, up where they are. It doesn't matter. This is a perfectly brand new concept, Tim. Forget everything. I have a question. Yes. Nick, did you laugh when the little fish popped out of the bigger fish's mouth? I, everything about these stupid fish is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's also, so funny. There was a couple things about this that uh, made me think, made me question. And it's too early to get a lot of the, the Pixar theory and like see where crazy people like put this all together. Right. But uh, watching this did make me think like, okay, so if it is connected, they're obviously not the talking fish yet. We haven't got to Nemo land. It, they're they're mm -hmm. still like, they're just fish. But also these people, these sea monsters, they're so willing to sell out their fish friends. 
Like they go to the service and all yeah. of a sudden it's just like, oh, we can go get you some fish. I thought we'll the same thing. Yeah, I thought that was weird. That was, that was a little brutal out here. But also, I thought that was maybe fish, right? I think they eat fish. Yeah, poop, they, they eat fish. But I really think that that's part of the, you know, hey, Alberto, don't get mad at your friend for selling you out. You sold out that gigantic community of fish. Like they're mm-hmm. that they're wiped out. I think There's maybe sons that, and daughters a, that don't have parents anymore. An interesting point, though, because he was a fish herder. What do you do with those fish if you're you after their, you're you, done herding them? You you pull the scales off and you use that for making clothes, right? I guess. Well, you're using them for something, but that was that was a weird point too. Where I was like, they're gonna have to save the fish, right? And he's like, and then they just come back with hella fish. I'm like. Okay, these guys are monsters. Maybe I don't think you can take fish thing. scales off with them still alive. Yeah, you can. It's very painful. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's funny is I was like, I don't know if Kevin's right. He's smarter than no, me. No, they, so they probably eat the fish, right? They're, they're probably yeah, sure raising the them for, for food. It was a weird thing. So, like, I, makes, I will say the first, like, go ahead, Kev. I was going to say that makes the relationship with Giuseppe really kind of fucked up then. Sad. Yeah, I'm just it's like it's like if you were like, hey, I love you, Moose, but eventually I'm going to snap that neck and, and just suck the blood out of your neck, you know, just pull that off. My gosh. I know, Joey, we think about it all the time, how easily we could kill these little beautiful things. <laughs> I see my neighbor's cat and I'm like, one of these no, days, what are you, stop no. leaving paw prints on my car. I'm joking around. I don't stop have leaving paw prints on my car. <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking around. I don't have a neighbor's. I do have a neighbor. They do have a cat, but it doesn't get on my car. I create uh, these uh, these confrontations in my head. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of asteroids crashing around in the old noggin. Anyway, uh, I will say like uh, this. The movie kind of started off a little slow for me. I think the first act up until he sort of they go to the human world it, it's a little slow for me um but it's fun but it's 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 I, i'm like a, i wish we could have gotten there a little bit faster but they have to develop the relationship with alberto and then they have to get to the human town and it's like it, it kind of feels weird. as soon as he meets alberto and goes up into land and like starts like putting together vespa and we do that like mm-hmm. jump i'm so in where it's like this friendship is fucking real i'm so invested yeah, that, and and I love one thing I appreciate a lot about it, Kevin, is that there wasn't like this gigantic, long, drawn out setup for why you shouldn't go to the surface. Mm-hmm. And we get there pretty quickly and, sudden, and like we get there a lot faster than I ever think we do. I think it's going to be like this. But you see, know, maybe maybe 30, 45 minutes of him being like, should I, should I not go up there? I'm kind of worried. No, nah, man, he just fucking he's up there already and he meets his best friend and it's it's great. Yeah, but see, for me, I think that's that maybe is a part of the movie that's lacking is with with so for with Finding Nemo. Right. One of the reasons why we really don't want to go out of the um, the ledge is what it's called, but they called it or the bluff, whatever it was, was because there are sharks out there. And there was very real consequences in the form of like Nemo's mom and like all of their kids got eaten. And so to me, that makes it a little bit more the, the dramatic tension a little bit higher when you end up going out there and the stakes are higher, right? And in this one, they're like, don't go to the surface. It's very dangerous. And then with the, like in a split second, everyone in the town is like, okay, you're cool. There's sea monsters, which is a little hard sell for me, even in a Pixar movie, but whatever, there's Vespas also. So all is forgiven. I love the reveal though of there also being other people that were sea monsters in disguise. It was such Mm -hmm. a fun thing. Like that, the end really brought this movie together in a way that was like, this is great. Was that the Um. Yeah, the grandma. She's like, I'm coming here every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she said funny. she was going there every weekend to begin with, right? Well, that's Early why she covered for him because she knew what he was doing. 
No, but I think she actually d- did go up there all the time. And oh, I didn't catch that part. I just ca- caught that she she covered for Luca, and you didn't I, know why, but it turns out because yeah, she's been partying in the town yeah. for a while. I, I thought she yeah. was the older woman because there was two women revealed, right? But I guess I didn't notice if they were the same. No, time. they were just the two. Li- they were the two ladies, kind of just in the earlier. town. Yeah, I call them stupid. But the grandma was actually going because we do see her later, and she later. makes some reference of knowing somebody from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, uh, Luca wants to be out there, seeing the world, out where they sing, up where they play, whatever. You got that? I did that joke already. Tim, let's move fast. It uh, one of his fists, Giuseppe, keeps trying to sneak off, and he has a funny little eye, and it's funny. Uh, Luca herds the fish back into the school and brings them safely back to the grazing area, stopping momentarily to make sure no fishermen are around. Uh, Giuseppe spots an alarm, spots an alarm clock from the human world, and soon. Uh, uh, the scene is interrupted by a land monster. Luca uh, dreams of going up to the surface, but can't quite break through uh, the, the, the top layer of the water, which I think is really, really cool visually, where he's like trying to burst through and it, just, it keeps pushing him down like it's a bubble. Um, and then his mom calls him home and we get introduced to the whole family. Uh, Luca asks where boats come from. His mom freaks out and she says, you're never going near the surface. It's super dangerous up there. They hate us. We're sea monsters. Uh, but Luca's curiosity gets the better of him. And he immediately heads back to that grazing area where he finds a trail of human uh, things. Uh, and that ends with a uh, – it was the same thing that fell off the boat from the night before. And of course, he looks and he, it ends with that record player, the old record player, um, which distracts him and allows Alberto to sneak up on him in the form of an old diving suit. So he thinks it's a human at first, and Alberto kind of gets a laugh out of it. He's like, I'm not a human. I'm Alberto. Uh, and he drags Luca up to the land. Uh, and when Lupa, Luca's like, I can't go up there. It's going to kill me, whatever. And then he becomes a little boy. And I was like, oh, okay. I see where this movie's going. I understand the poster art now, Tim, because I didn't see any sea <laughs> monsters on it. And now I understand what's going on. Uh, the next morning, Luca wakes. Uh, Luca makes a stone statue. I'm uh, sorry. He freaks out and he has to he has to go away and he wishes Alberto a good day. He's like, good day, sir. Good day. And then rolls back into the water and bounces out. Uh, the next morning, Luca makes a stone statue of himself to watch over the herd and tries to muster the courage to breach the waterline once again. But he cannot. Thankfully, Alberto interrupts and ushers him ashore and then teaches him all about the phantom tail and how to walk. And it's a fun scene where he's like, just uh, put your foot, put one foot in front of the other. And then right when that foot's about done, just uh, replace it with the other one. I forget how he phrased it, but it was cute. He, he's uh, falling and like, yeah, catch yourself. yourself like, before you fall. Let's fall forward. And then you push your foot forward to catch yourself or something like that. I, I uh, think I can already tell why I like this movie a lot. And even though it isn't, you know, the most dense story wise or anything like that. And, at the end, everybody's like, cool, there's sea monsters here. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think why that stuff doesn't affect me a whole lot is that I just love the characters. I think that's what it is. I love the characters and I love the dialogue oh, yeah. and I'm oh, willing yeah. to, you know, look past any glaring story issues that you may kind of think oh, that's a little too convenient or really they're just kind of kind of accept all this shit. Yeah. I think it's I think it's the characters and and just how, you know, they just become great friends. And I, yeah. I think when you have a really good writing team and really good dialogue that I'm just, I'm in regardless. Yeah, I, 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 do, I agree, Andy. I think they nailed the sort of child, the child wonderment of that age where you're like, you know, they're all making shit up. And he's like, where he gets to the scene where he's like, what are those things? He's like, oh, they're anchovies. He's like, he just takes his word for it. You know, that's what yeah. you did when you were kids. You didn't know. Yeah. You know? And, I, and, I, and not only the way that they're animated, but all those little conversations they have together, Joey already mentioned the Ponyo reference, but I got a lot of just other Miyazaki kind of vibes from it, just in how the kids acted and the way they it didn't really feel like these were adults writing lines for kids. And that's always Mm. super important. You can always kind of tell when a 48 year old writer is trying to write for 
a 13 year old teenager or something and i just didn't ninja get that turtles. vibe ninja turtles yes <laughs> they're what? Wait, they're ninjas and they're turtles no that's not gonna work <laughs> yeah so i think that's a huge thing is that these kids felt like kids and they had that joy and that wonderment and i just i thought it was fantastic Cavalry, I think it works really well with that because the the more absurd elements of the plot i i can kind of not write off but like i think are explained by how the the characters act where it's not our reality it's the reality they're in like even the mom like brutally attacking children with water <laughs> in various ways it's just so ridiculous and the bad so guy uh where are the just... cops <laughs> yeah that's the thing. It's, like, it's so over the top where it, like you need to immediately get past there is an adult man with two sidekick children yeah. bullying every child in this yeah. town to a ridiculous degree including throwing harpoons yeah. it's like I don't know was, about that. He was not 16. Yeah. I don't believe it. That was a 45-year-old man right there. Old man. It's 45-year-old man with whiskers. That's what he does. He um, a mustache. I mean, some Italians can. Others, we have hair everywhere that we don't want hair <laughs> for our head. Unfortunately. Uh, Alberto and his father, of course, uh, turns out lived in an old abandoned structure that I think may have been like a windmill or something like that. But uh, he teaches Luca yeah, about the human world. Well, I was thinking that's what I was looking for. Uh, he's been collecting human stuff for a while, including a magic lady singing machine uh, that's broken. But of course, uh, Luca fixes it by just cranking the thing. He's like, oh my God, you fixed it. And then reveals the greatest things human have ever made, the Vespa. And, he sees, and Luca sees a poster of it that says, Vesta, Vespa e Libertà, which means Vespa is freedom. Uh, and Luca asks, ask, I keep saying Lucas, excuse me. Luca asks him if he's going to make one because he's got all the parts. And Alberto's like, we can't do that. Actually, we can do that. Let's do it. You want to help? And, and then Luca, this is the best part. And he's like, always like, there's no way I can help. Absolutely no way I help. I have to get home. My parents will kill me. If I stay, I'm sorry. There's just no way I can help. And then it goes one hour later. He's like, now I really got to get home. Then it's just 45 <laughs> minutes later. He's like, seriously, I have to go now, like right now. <laughs> Two hours later, they've completed the Vespa. It's just Nailed so it. charming and adorable. Yeah, real too. Yeah. Our childhoods, yeah, like that, that's exactly like that's happened to me so many times. Specifically with Tim, it still happens to me. Yeah, yeah. the amount of trouble we'd get in because it was like you need to be home <laughs> by dark. That's the only thing that's like, well, I could get on the bus in twenty more minutes. It'll be oh, fine. Man, and back. <laughs> yeah, it is the next day. Uh, of course, when Luca gets home, his mother freaks. Also, shout out to Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan who played the parents here. They're really uh, fun. But his grandmother covers for him. She said, I sent him out looking for sea cucumbers. That was my bad. And they're like, okay. And she's like, wink, wink. Get out there and be someone, son. Uh, the next day, Alberto wants to take the Vespa out for a ride down the hill and into the ocean. And things, and that thing, the whole thing just completely breaks apart. Uh, so they do what kids do. Instead of learning their lesson and realizing this is super dangerous, they just build it again. And uh, once again, it breaks apart as well. This is a super fun scene where they jump off the cliff. Uh, Reed is on the Vespa, and then there's a part where he uses a sea snail to like sculpt his hair and stuff, and they're becoming friends, which is cool. Luca's mom finds the statue he made and freaks out. Uh, and then Alberto uh, tells Luca, he was like, as they're about to jump off a cliff, to silence his inner Bruno. He's like, Who's Bruno? He's like, Well, Bruno's that little voice that tells you not to do something, and, and you got to just tell him, like, Silencia, Bruno. Uh, shut up, Bruno. Be quiet, Bruno. I, uh, uh, I do wish they had gone a little further with this because, like, they never explain why it was named Bruno or anything. And I kind of wish that, that like was the, the dude's face, right? There was a picture, and it said Bruno on it. Oh, did it? Okay, that I didn't just, see it. Yeah, on the on the their makeshift Vespa that they made. Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Uh, well, either way, he he musters up the courage to do it, and they both ride down the ramp together, which, by the way, is held up by a turtle, which is hilarious. Um, he's like that turtle's faster than he looks. We got to hurry up. <laughs> and then, oh shit! Uh, is that the turtle they get at the end? In the credit, the turtle, the turtle and the cat. 
oh, credits when it's like showing a whole bunch of like future. Oh, stuff. I didn't notice that. that. No, maybe cat's food, and then later the cat has hella babies. Probably and then the turtle has the turtles next to it eventually, and has its own little. It gets named and stuff. Yeah, it might be. That's cute. Also, shout out to the cat in this. Hilarious. Oh, fucking <laughs> god. <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I love that they knew that they're like the cat doesn't need to actually do anything funny. He's yeah. funny looking, so let's just have him there all the time, and it worked yeah. every time. They just they just <laughs> nailed that like kind of complacent Italian cat. <laughs> you know I mean? But also, I love that uh, the cat hated them because they were mermaids, you know, and yeah, it, yeah. Knew. Fish. it knew. So yeah. then they had to like win it over with food. Mm-hmm. Very easily, by and the that, way. They just and, feed it oh, a fish, yeah. and it's now their best friend. Yeah, and it's so good because, like, when we see when we're introduced to the cat, I'm wondering what's going to be this animal's gimmick. Like, how what's going to be this animated animal's gimmick? There's always one. There's always, you know, what does the lizard do in fucking or in a, in Rapunzel? What does the fox say? Thank you, Tim. Um, and so I, I loved that all it did was just get mad. <laughs> and like, it wasn't so anything funny. overly crazy or creative, but it worked so damn well. And I, every time it was on screen, I laughed. Well, it would attack uh, him too every time, right? It did, it did attack him like a face hugger. Yeah. yeah. It came at him like a, like a spider monkey. Uh, Luca tells Bruno to uh, Silenzio, and they finally ride down the ramp, almost smashing into the rock down below. But Luca thinks fast and kicks the Vespa apart, and they land. Everything's good. That night, they stare up at the anchovies in the sky. Luca wonders what the human town is like. He says, wouldn't it be amazing if we could have a real Vespa? And they dream about riding through the countryside together while a group of wild Vespas chase after them. And I love that in his imagination, Vespas are – like sentient beings and of course they real quick i, I want to shout that you you already mentioned that the mom saw the statue mm-hmm. i feel like they also nailed the like italian or latin mom that'll be like notice something and then investigate further instead of just bringing it up that night so like mm-hmm. we see throughout this the mom is kind of investigating further to like they follow him one time then another time they like yeah, are exploring the goats and seeing what the hell's going on mm-hmm. there where they find the other toys and stuff. And it's just like, man, that's exactly how my mom would do it. Let it go. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to ask him what he was doing. And then when he lies to me, I'll mm-hmm. have all the real answers and I'll throw it in his face. Oh. That is a get stark him. difference between your mother and my mother. The second my mother noticed that statue, I would have heard her screaming from wherever I was in the world. And I would have been like, <laughs> and, and you, I would have known by the tone of her scream that I had been found out and that I was doubly screwed. That's what I would have known. Uh, let's Before see. Before we move on, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This show is brought to you by Faraday Brand. Can it be? It's finally summer. And we're actually going to have a real summer this year. So naturally, we started thinking about looking good after a year and some change. Because we're going places. This summer is what Kind of Funny is calling Hot Boy Summer. You saw my jean jacket. You see the haircut. We're doing it big this summer. And that's where Faraday comes in. They make the perfect clothes for summer. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. You know when you're searching for that ideal summer outfit, that set, that shirt, that dress that feels like you've had them for years. Maybe it's in a gorgeous print and it fits so perfectly that it feels almost too good to be vintage, but still looks like it might be. Well, 
that's Faraday. Tim Geddes is the most stylish person I know, and even he loves Faraday brand clothing. And they're so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving all our listeners 20% off. That's 20% off. So stock up on all your clothes for the summer now. Head to FaradayBrand.com and use code MORNING at checkout to snag 20% off all your summer gear. That's code MORNING at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, Brand.com for 20% off. We're also brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. It's time to join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade for PlayStation 5 is here. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own gain, but all is not lost. The mercenary Cloud Strive teams up with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. We are so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. This definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake has expanded graphical, gameplay, and system enhancements, and it brings Final Fantasy's visuals to a new level. It's got more realistic backgrounds, it's got better lighting, it's all around beautiful to look at. Intergrade also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4K and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second. On top of it, Integrate even comes with episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu Tai Ninja Yuffie as the main character. Plays Yuffie as she conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Plays new characters and enjoy an expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat editions. And if you've already bought Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4, you can download a free enhancement for the PS5 console. Episode Intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade. Buy Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated for PlayStation 5 today. Go to squex.link slash remake KFMS. That is S-Q-E-X dot link backslash remake KFMS. Back at it, of course, they're still in this dream world where uh, together they ride the Vespa up a giant ramp into the night sky amongst the sea of anchovies that are floating around with that big old fish protecting them. Uh, but when Luca, of course, reaches out to touch the fish, everything turns to rain. He turns back into a sea monster and starts falling into the world below. Uh, but soon the dream turns, uh, excuse me, when Luca returns home, his parents confront him about his surface world outing. And thankfully, Uncle Ugo has been called in to take Luca down to the deep where you can have all the whale carcass you can eat, Horrifying. and and Horrifying. this is a direct this is a direct uh, transcript of the funniest part of this entire movie. He says, "It's just you and your thoughts. All the whale carcass you can eat, little bits of it just float into your mouth. You can't stop it. You can't see it. So if you, the mouth opens, the whale carcass goes in. Yes, good." I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it so was perfect style. Like, how did they write it that well? It's like, they I didn't. don't understand. They didn't. They wrote it. He must have just. Baron Cohen just read yeah. it the first time and it was totally messed up. And they were like, that's the take. It, it yeah. felt like they wrote it and then just took out random words. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, now read the script. <laughs> no, what it, I bet the direction was, hey, have you ever got a text message from someone who's like, you like your grandma and they don't use punctuation? Read yeah. it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so Amazing. funny. It was so funny. He's so creepy looking. Why is he transparent? So like, why? Like, <laughs> you know, why did they, why did they punch his heart? Yeah, heart it's attack. Like, it's, 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 like, it, I mean, I, I, it's because he's underwater so deep, he's not getting any natural light. So he doesn't need to like reflect light. And they punch the heart because of the pressure, right? Because there's a lot less water pressure up top. Andy? I, I think, yeah. I think. Science, science, science with Kev. I know fish. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't okay. know any fish in particular, if, if I'm being totally honest. I'm not I'm personally fish. acquainted with fish. You got you got, uh, you got that turtle. That's kind of a fish. No, uh, it's not. It's turtles it's are the different. fish of the sea. They are the fish of the sea. You Tim nailed it. Turtles are the uh, fish of the sea. Put think, it out of the box. I think exactly. That's I don't even, Luca, I can't even Luca. do the math there. Luca's mom tells uh, Luca that he's going to go stay with his Uncle Ugo for the rest of the season uh, so he'll be safe and then uh, let's see uh, Luca freaks and takes off and Alberto tells him he can hide here uh, with him and he's like well they're going to find me here he's like well let's head over to the human town uh, so they can they can go over and they can talk to Signore uh, Signor Vespa uh, and have them make him a Vespa and he says wait do you really think there's a Signor Vespa and he's like yeah it makes sense right he goes yep continue like they yes. just immediately so buy it so good all of it again uh, makes exact Italian. sense for like a child's yes. mind uh, Luca once again of course uh, it confronts that inner fear with his inner voice and says silencio Bruno and leaps off literally and metaphorically a cliff uh with alberto and together the duo swims toward the human town uh luca tries I, I to gotta say i know that i'm becoming an old ass man yeah. because the first thought i have where one of the quotes the kids are going to watch this movie and say over and over and over is the the thing about gravity mm-hmm. that i'm not remembering right now but do you do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They're, they're just like going to test gra- – or I forget like, exactly. Says what something like, get yeah, me yeah. gravity or something like that. Yeah. And, like If it was all based on the jump into the water, that'd be one thing. But he does it when he's jumping off of a 40-foot tall tower. Yeah, into a tree. On, it's into a tree on bad. the floor. And I'm just like, y'all need to not do this. This blood is on your hands, Pixar. Terrible. But they must not uh, have Maybe because he's making the right call, Kevin. That's what I was going to say, Kevin. That's Guys, Maybe that's, that's why funny. they're fucking over Pixar. Yeah, yeah. like five it's years from now, Pixar is just a memory. I'm going to blame you guys for it. I hope you know that. It's you fucked up with Disney and Pixar. They must have different biology. Like that would have, they would have broken their legs for sure. They're like, fish. They, they're I'm like they're on the human and children that are gonna watch this movie. Oh yeah, they're all gonna break their legs. <laughs> Pixar is gonna have a lot of lawsuits on their hands. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? I made it through the '80s, so can they? Uh, let's see. Where do we leave? Point, Nick. Here? Good point. Um, they try to communicate. Oh, they make it into town. Uh, Berto finally manages to get him to the heart of the town where Luca is mesmerized by any everything. Of course, they don't understand what any of these human parlances mean. And so when they go by two old ladies, Alberto goes, What's uh, he said? He Alberto tells, uh, Luca to say, What's wrong with you, stupido? And of course, that means what's wrong with you, stupid. And uh, so the old ladies just knock them out with their bags. Uh, Luca spots some old artwork, uh, some tile work of the townsfolk killing sea monsters, and that's kind of like their their banner um, or their or their masthead. I think is what it be, and it's everywhere. And he wants to run. That's another editing thing, editing thing, like Andy was talking about, where it's like I don't feel like they normally do those like, like that, quick like movements and stuff like that between like things. That, yeah. It's very cute. Uh, of course, they want to run until Ercole Viscotti, f- five-time winner of the Porto Rosso Cup, uh, rolls in with a beautiful red Vespa, which he paid for with his winnings. They I'm glad that me. they mentioned that he is like 17-ish, mm-hmm. right? Because he, he was too old. He was 16-year-old last year at the tournament, so he's probably like 17 or 18 this time. But I do like that they had to make that differentiation because for a second there, I thought... Is this how like an adult looks in this world? Like, is this dude really thirty-five? I don't. I'm so confused by. And then other kind of adults walked near him, and he was still kind of the same size. Like, we need to work with the height proportions more well, in this world. Andy, I, I, you, I you get the read that he was an adult. 
I don't think he was 17. I feel like, oh, you were 16 last year. I think that was just like, he's just making up his age. Totally. No, yeah, I think he was supposed to be like 16, like 17. Town, yeah, right? they, they were making fun of, they, they were making fun of the fact that he keeps joining this thing. I think he really is like a 17 or 18 year old who could barely grow a mustache and Vespas are his life. And this is kind of all he cares about and, and focuses on. Um, I don't think he's like an actual, you think he's like an actual like 28 year old or something? I don't think no, so. I thought the reading was like 25. Well, either way, no, I will say I this. So um, this guy, the, the actor that plays this character knocked it out of the park for me. He, the way they introduce him, the way he's set up, everything he does, I think is just perfect Italian bad guy slash idiot. He's sort of great. Thing. He's, he's great. great. His uh, Chicho is fantastic when Chicho oh, dives God. to catch the Vespa and he's like, He's like, baby, are you okay? Or whatever it is. He goes, oh, I'm okay. And he's like, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the Vespa. <laughs> All that stuff is great. Uh, and of course, he immediately starts giving Alberto and Luca shit uh, because they smell. And so he tries to grab uh, Luca and force him into the fountain uh, to give him a bath, which of oh. course he doesn't want to do because it'll reveal his his full form. Uh, but thankfully, Spulia or Julia, as her real character's name, and rolls in and saves them. Uh, Julia, of course, entered the race last year, but threw up because of uh, one portion of it. Like, that's kind of weird. So they told her to stop. <laughs> and he goes, that's even worse. Stop joining this, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, she asks Alberto and Luca why they're in town. Are they in town for the race? Uh, and then tells them that if they win, they get money. And they go, oh my God, is that going to be enough to buy that Vespa? And they point to one that's really beautiful, like avocado-colored Vespa. And she goes, no, but you might be able to get that one. And it's just this old rust bucket. And they're like, we're in. It's perfect. Um, no, I love her. Name. She's so dope. And I did not expect a, another character to be added. Uh, and like, I think it was she was out at the right time because we got the good relationship between the, the two mains. But adding her, love the dynamic that she mm -hmm. added to the entire thing. And like she really made the movie for me. And of course, uh, the big the big uh, beef here is that you have to beat Ercole, uh, which Julia wants to do as much as possible. It's a grueling triathlon that they're about to endeavor into, uh, which requires three different legs, one that is swimming, one that is cycling. And of course, it wouldn't be an Italian triathlon without an eating contest. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> man, the pasta in this movie looks, I, man, I it looks I, so they good. About it, I was like, oh, you know, that sounds pretty good. That sounds really Kevin, good. can was... you imagine with some Texas toast or just like <sighs> some bread or garlic bread and dipping it? Oh, my God, dude. I, I want pasta so bread. bad. Andy, I Greg was Miller, where are you? Where are you, Greg? He's, he's, he's dead to us. He's Andy, real quick, real quick. One thing we learned from HelloFresh, you get butter, you put it in a pan, <laughs> melt it down, add garlic powder to it, and then put that on bread, instant garlic bread. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. We used to do uh we used to do like sourdough pieces of sourdough bread, butter, garlic salt. That's it. Garlic mm. bread. Boom. Also, I watched this entire movie while eating a salad, and it was incredibly disappointing. <laughs> not the movie. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. I was like, that's why, that's, why Nick, that's why Nick is like, yeah, you know, this is like a six out of ten. <laughs> it, made, it, made, it literally made me want a panty pot, like, like a pesto sauce on a pasta amazing. so badly. It looked amazing. Maybe I'll get that this weekend. Uh, Julia, of course, uh, they were actually, they, they, um, they want to be a part of her team. They're like, we're in. We want to. We want to help you out with this. And it is a team sport. So Julia reluctantly agrees uh, to give them a tryout. She says, "Santa Mattarella, uh, Luca sucks at riding a bike. It turns out this is his first time. He's got a lot yeah, of catching up to do." Anything. Yeah, you guys suck. It's uh, so dope like, and funny that they're like, "Yeah, we'll do it." And then it's like he's never been on a bike before. He doesn't he's even know how it. to go. The other kid. <laughs> When they're like brought like food for the first time and they're like, like he's holding the fork, he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he grabs it. It's, it's really interesting though, because like, 
and I'm not, I'm not, not to criticize sort of the ending, but Tim kind of talked about how it kind of, it comes abruptly and, and does manage to pay off a lot of the things that were set up, but just barely. And to me, when they said, Hey, there's going to be a swimming portion of this, I was going to go, cool. Now we've got a problem, right? Now we have a challenge to overcome because the second any of these kids, these two kids get in the water, they're going to have to reveal their true form. So we're going to get to that precipice where they go, either I have to tell everyone who I really, really am, or I have to lose this competition. Right. But we never get there. The interesting thing is the solution is that he wears a diving suit, which is like cool, interesting. He's going to swim in a diving suit. But then we cut back to him and he's fucking walking. And no one is like, oh, it's weird. That kid's been down there for 15 minutes. Yeah. How's he he surviving? He he actually didn't even have to go all the way to the post. He could have just like been down there for a bit and be like yeah I walked all him. the way over there came back yeah. yeah especially since everyone it seems like pretty much everyone including luca has cheated at the pasta part <laughs> like there's a couple of noodles still in there I was like you didn't you didn't finish that you, no italian joey <laughs> would ever get up from that plate with a noodle still on there okay what you do is you finish all your noodles left behind you take a piece of bread and then you you got to clean that plate off with the bread that's where all the sauce and the gravy goes right into your mouth it's a delivery mechanism i, I definitely don't disagree with you nick about the whole you know swimming portion of this race i I definitely don't disagree with you and how you kind of expect that to be the moment that this movie kind of you know the the conflict sort of meets you know because i what i expect to happen is uh tim think of a movie called i don't know brink Top Gun. Oh, the down, do you the know how many times race. I bought up Brink during yeah. this fucking movie? Yeah, it was plentiful. <laughs> the downhill, the downhill race. Like I expect, homegirl, their best friend. She's That'd about be- to go out there. She trips. She she eats fucking sand like rocks in her face. Her face is all mangled up. She's fucked up. She's going to be in the hospital for months, you know, at a time. And somebody has to do the swimming portion. And how are they going to mm-hmm. do it? How are they going to do it, Tim or Nick or the girl goes out there? She gets pulled by something underwater. Who's yes, going to go save her? her? Right? Yeah, you know? perfect example, mm-hmm. right? And then he pops up from the water like it's a sea monster, and then everyone goes, "No, that's my friend." And then they they continue the race. Um, but it was also kind of weird to me when. He goes, I'm going to go back and win that race. And then he goes to enter the race and he's like, I'm going to be a one man team. What? And you're like, why? What the actual fuck? What is the point of that? Yeah. She's like, and she even says, why? She's like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to win this race. And she's like, but I want to win the race. Like, if you win the race, then I don't <laughs> win the race. a noodle in your life. Right. Hey, come like, on. I've taught you how to do this. I thought he was going to, here's how I thought. Like, once don't we got fuck me here. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, he goes back and says, I know we're a person down, but I still want to help you win this race because, that you know, I owe it to you sense. and I owe it to Alberto. Mm-hmm. And then on that third leg, it is the swimming portion. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm so scared. And then Alberto would come and run and, and, and jump in and be like, I'll take the hit for you and like and do the thing. I don't know how they were going to do it. But either way, I think it was it was a kind of a missed opportunity because the ending felt a little, little thin to me. But we're not there so. just yet. Oh no! By the time they got to the train, I was like, "This, like, I'm, I'm crying right now." But it's because they just know how to. They just had to know how to write a good phrase. But Down we'll get to that phrase. part after a word from our sponsors. Already did that. Andy. Sorry, Tim. I had to and- do it. Uh, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Though. It, was good. it was good. Somebody just immediately was like, "Do I skip?" Okay, no. They're here. They're back. 
Uh, anyway, uh, Luca pleads with Julia. She says, my family's going to send me somewhere terrible. If I don't win this race, we can, if I win the race, we can be free. And Alberto uh, will eat. Uh, Luca will bike and Julia will swim. It's decided. Uh, they head to Julia's house that night to meet her father, who is huge and missing an arm. He shows Julia a picture of the paper with a sea monster from that day and then feeds the boy some pasta, which Alberto absolutely devours. Uh, while the cat watches them with a lot of suspicion because <laughs> he saw him change and he's like, I don't like these people. <laughs> And that, that the cat, the annoyed cat growl. What do we call that, Kevin? What, what is that? That sound? Like, it's just it's like a, a it's warning. A it's a growl, though, right? It's just, it's not your typical. Yeah. Not a purr. Murmur. No, not a purr, Joey. It's a great call. It's, it's not, not a murmur. That's what they call it. They call it the murmur. The cat. Anyway, murmur. he murmurs, and it's hilarious. And this no, a is- murmur is like a no. That's <laughs> it. Like it's a growl. When it's you hear not- when you hear murmurs of people talking about so and so, like. Uh, a murmur is like a whispering kind of that, look. A cow. You say tomato. A, I say murmur. I say murmur. Okay. <laughs> look, I'm looking at it right now. The definition yeah. of murmur: a soft, indistinct sound made by a person or group of people speaking quietly or at a distance. Type in no. cat murmur and like see what I happens said. on YouTube. Perfect. <laughs> that that is. A cat. That was also like a medical condition. That was almost too good. A heart murmur. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that is. Oh, Friday after E three every week. What Let's was do that do cat fun. doing? Yeah, it was, it was giggling. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like legitimately, a cat growl like that is. It was how chortling. Cat, right. That's how a cat growls, or and hisses. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. looking up cat growls. I mean, when it's like, <laughs> like that's one thing, that's but like, mm, yeah. that's like a warning. Like, hey, but you better back up. It's like a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin, it's like when Lulu growls at me and Barrett because we walk four that- feet away from her. You know? Uh, anyway. Who's that? Is that you, Kevin? It's Julia. Like YouTube cat growling. Oh. Yo, yo, guys. Joey hit her mouth behind the mic just a little bit. I was like, holy fuck, uh, Joey a cat? That is insane. What's funny is I don't, I don't have the stream on right now, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Y'all uh, just sound insane. It's a insane. weird noise. Guys, it was a lot. No, no. Cats murmur. I no. Googled cat murmur, and there's a whole bunch of shit, dude. ASMR sounds murmur of a cat. And it was that noise? Everyone listening to this podcast, I need you to I need you to pause this and go over to listen to three hours of cat murmuring ASMR on YouTube. And let me know in the comments below what you thought. Look, I, I googled um, cat murmur and I got uh, heart murmur. It's like the heart murmur. That's <laughs> like, something else, Tim. That's something else. <laughs> I don't know, man. Type the cat murmur to YouTube. It tells a different I just story. Did. Anyways, back All of it is to the heart plot. Murmur. And there is there one. No, I found, the cat, I found a 10 minute video. Yeah, 10 minutes, 52 right. seconds, right? We'll watch that in the post show. But yeah. back to the plot right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Julia's papa doesn't want her to enter the race because, you know, besides, they don't really, he doesn't want, he doesn't want her to be embarrassed, but also they don't have the money for the entry fee. He needs more fish in the net. Uh, Julia tells him, uh, and Luca says, hey, maybe we can help by selling out our entire species. Uh, also, the cat, whose name is Machiavelli, really is. Really does not like them, and it's hilarious. Uh, Julia tells them they can stay in her hideout for the night, and this is Buena Noite. Uh, the next morning, Luca's mother and father come ashore and turn into humans to find them. Unfortunately for Luca and Alberto, it has rained the night before, so they wake up on a little bit of a tizzy because they're in their seafaring form. Uh, once again, the cat keeps an eye on them. Every time I like that the the cut where they're like, "Oh, we're okay." They look up, the cat's just a perch, like. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Every time, every, every they time. do it like seven times, and it's funny it every funny fucking every time. time. <laughs> 
Uh, Julia's father takes them out on the boat. And of course, they're very, very uh, careful not to get water. The cat is there and attacks him again. Uh, and this is the funniest cut in the whole thing because it attacks him and he throws it into the water and then it just cuts to him like right on the same perch. Like, <laughs> like, scared, like scared freak to no end. Yeah. Still murmuring a little bit according to Tim, but then he gets a fish stuffed in his mouth from Luca and then all of a sudden they're best friends. Um, let's see. Julia's father tells him he was born missing an arm. Uh, and then uh, they tell him, he was like, I wish I could just find more fish. And they're like, well, the reason you can't find more fish is because right now we're right above a haunted uh, fishing graveyard or fish graveyard. And he goes, what? And he goes, well, we don't think it's haunted, but the fish do, uh, which is funny. He's like, but I bet there's a bunch of fish like right over in that little area right there. He's actually, they kind of like, where would the fish be right now? All right. They'd be right over there. And of course uh, it works. And they come home with a just massive haul of sells fish. them out, dude. Just I got to imagine them. that these what? fish are in the fucking boat being like really dog like did you yeah. this is what you I you we did homies. this i don't think i, I don't, we think, I don't yeah. think they're homies i think that the fish are food for the mermaids too mm -hmm. but, they, but then like, aren't they taking the fish away from the sea monster town true people? that's true that's there's true, plenty yeah. of fish in the sea is there going to be a fish shortage too many of them. It's like yeah, four but, sea monsters. Yeah, but they don't live just in the sea in general. No, I'm not getting any area. That. Maybe with some fish shortage. That was pretty good. Yeah, pretty Thank good. you, right? right? We're laughing at the fish in the sea. We're saying flesh. Ew, don't look at me like that. Uh... Of course, uh, they come home with a big score. Luca's dad, uh, of course, uh, as, as they continue to look for the kids, knocks the kid to the ocean, but he's not Luca. Uh, and then, meanwhile, the kid's head to enter into the race, uh, who was led by Signora uh, Marcialese, uh, who play, who's played by Amy Poehler. And I apologize. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right now for any native Italian-speaking people for me slaughtering uh, the language because I'm not pronouncing these words very well. This reminds me of Italian class, Andy, where I'm like, I got this. I nailed this. And then I have to give an oral presentation, and I totally freeze up and say everything <laughs> way too quickly with the, with the wrong uh, enunciation. Anyway. It's okay. We're proud of you, man. Uh, Ercole rolls in and tells uh, Chicho to steal Julia's money. It's Chicho and Guido, by the <laughs> way. I think they're two friends. It's so funny. Uh, Alberto wants to fight them, but Julia stops him thinking better. And, and Luca. The second Italian him. character in Pixar named Guido. Always Guido. And it's Always a sidekick, <laughs> kind of like it's a duo, you know? Always. Uh, Luca calls him a catfish and he's like, why do you call me catfish? Because this catfish bottom feeders with only a tiny, two tiny little whiscers coming out of Nailed their face. It. And everyone's like, Ooh, Nailed it. That was so fun, and of course that is exactly the uh, prompting that Eric Calais needs uh, to give him his money back. It says, fine, but I'll beat you in the race. One week left to train uh, while practicing swimming. Eric Calais splashes them and almost reveals Alberto's true form. Uh, while meanwhile, Luca's mom is just kicking the shit out of a bunch of kids in the fountain and it's violent. So and she's like, this is going to be a, Great way to find Luca or get arrested by the authorities who are not present on this island. Uh, Luca, of course, sees them and then hides, realizing they're hunting for him. Julia and Luca have a quiet moment and tell each other why each one of them wants to win the race. Uh, and it turns out that they have a lot in common. Everyone in town thinks she's weird uh, and she's not really from here. She splits her time between her dad and her mother lives in uh, Geneva. And uh, that's why everyone kind of looks at her as an outsider. And Luca's like, oh, I know what it's like to be an outsider because I live under the sea. Uh, then Under the sea. I know, right? How much did you want to just listen to the Little Mermaid soundtrack after this? I did a lot. Nope, that's Mr. That's Newman. I am out of the sea. Andy, I really like, I want you to know that when you do that in the, when we're about to do the plot, every time I get very excited for the doodle to doot. That's really good. Uh, of course, uh, Julia shows Luca 
what stars really are. She's like, you know, they're not really anchovies, right? And he's like, no, of course they are. She's like, no, let me show you. And then shows him just unlocks the mysteries of the universe for him, except for Pluto, which is still messed up. No mention of Pluto here, Kevin. And it's, it's messed up. Uh, But she does. You want people to mention things that aren't a planet. I just want respect. I I think Pluto deserves respect. You turned a little bit bigger, Pluto. All right. We all know it. I mean, but also this movie doesn't take place like in 2020 something like this movie. Yeah, in the 60s, this Pluto is a planet. I don't think this movie took place in the 60s, my guy. It does in my brain. Yeah, yeah, but my brain. Look how look how quick I am to follow (laughs) Nick, who says it takes place in the 60s. And I'm like, yeah, it takes place in the 60s. That was a modern Vespa. Yeah. I mean, Vespa's I have no exactly the same as they looked for years. Yeah, exactly. That on the Italian Riviera between the 50s and 60s. There you go. Blah, blah, blah. There you go. There you go. There sorry, you go. Nick. Sorry. Sorry for doubting you. I don't know. There's no reason to apologize whatsoever. That was a complete and total off the top of my head guess. That was not anything that I divined or knew at all. That was me talking <laughs> out of my ass. Uh, Luca dreams about running uh, on the wings of Saturn and flying high in the air on one of those Da Vinci flying contraptions. And all of the like the, the flights of fancy he has here, like all the daydreaming, is just so well and beautifully animated. And it's so seamlessly kind of woven in with the reality of the movie and his like child imagination. I think it's so cool. Music is amazing here as well. I think the music is great. Uh, and then Julia blows Lucas's mind by teaching him all the secrets of uh, the, the solar system and the galaxy and the universe at large and then gives him a book on the subject. Uh, but Alberto, this is the first time he's seen uh, his his boy with a, with a, with a new friend, and he does not like it. He gets very very jealous uh, and takes Luca away to go look at their rusty rusty Vespa to kind of keep him focused on the task at hand. Uh, Luca wants to, of course, he's like, hey, you know, Julia's going to school uh, in, in in Genova in a little bit. Maybe I could go visit her. And Alberto's like, what are you talking about? There's no way it's going to happen. Um, it's just not, not how it's going to go. But of course, they're interrupted by Ercole, who comes to bully them one more. And then, uh, but Alberto kind of stands up for himself a little bit too harshly and kind of, uh, and then Luca grabs him, or grabs one of those like, scary hooks and is like, get away from him, get away from him before we start a fight, uh, which then starts a fight with them. He says, why did you make him mad? And Alberto brushes it off. He says, I have it under control. All you got to do is follow my lead, remember? And he's like, okay, well, maybe I can think for myself here a little bit. Training continues while the parents look for Luca, two days to the race. Uh, we get a funny part where they see a poster that looks like a monster movie and they're like, oh, it's Uncle Ugo. <laughs> And then the kids try espresso, and a second later, it's like cocaine. They're just like lifting. He's like bench pressing the cat. It's funny. So much fun. Uh, uh, Alberto finally learns to eat pasta with a fork. Uh, but by now, of course, he's like, "Oh, look at what I did!" And then, but by now, Luca and Julia are just fast friends in their own their own little world. And Alberto continues to get more and more jealous. Uh, Luca's parents finally spot him, so he bikes up a hill and asks Julia if her school is accepting new students. And Alberto is just a super dick. He's like, "You don't need to do that." And then he puts. Luca on the bike and he's like, we can do this together. And they do the dreaded downhill slope way too fast and crash into the ocean. Uh, which of course prompts one more argument when they come ashore. Luca and Luca they argue and Luca tells him that winning the race won't change anything. And he says, I, I want to go to school. And he says, You're just afraid. He's like, I'm not the one who's afraid. You are the one who's afraid. Uh, and then when Julia interrupts and Luca asks if they can come to school with her, she goes, I love that idea. But Alberto's like, you know what? Do they accept sea monsters? And Luca's like, oh, don't do this. That's just a joke. He's just kidding. And then Alberto just takes it upon himself to dive into the water and show Julia what they both really are. Oh, my God. What a gut punch. It just hits and you're just like, I love it because every element, you're just like, I don't want this to be happening for every single character involved. And, And it's not what I expected. I expected somebody to interrupt them right i wasn't expecting this to be the moment where everybody finds out that alberto well i guess they didn't even know it was alberto they just 
saw a sea monster, but right. I I thought that Alberto was going to splash water on him as the other boys got there. I thought this is going to be like the all is lost moment, Me but too. for it to somehow be worse, yeah, like that it, they somehow found out a way to make it more heartbreaking, and it was mm-hmm. it, it stunned me. I was like, oh my god, that that's fucked up. That was I, it was I, I, really I didn't think you'd do him like that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And like I really yeah, could... really fucking felt it when it happened. And animating look. Alberto as well, just like. There are harpoons flying at him, and he is not affected by them at all. He's only thinking about, I can't believe the one person in my life fucked me over like that. That's crazy. And he's just like walking slowly, looking back like, damn, dude, you really be your own people. Sometimes be your own seamen. Yeah, seamen. Yeah, sea Sea, monster is what what they are indeed, right? (laughs) Sea monsters. Uh, the townspeople, of course, come. They chase Alberto away. When they get home, Julia's dad goes out. He was like, where's Alberto? And they're like, he left. And this is a really, really touching moment where he goes, where did he go? And they're like, we don't know. He's like, well, I'm going to go out and look for him. And they're like, well, you're not going to find him. He goes, well, I should go anyway. Like, it was really good. Yeah, I was like, it oh, was really good. Yeah. The, the, good, guy. The, good guy. I mean, we, we, it's so funny because there's this B plot that's happening that is very lightly happening, but it is Alberto and the dad building a relationship and bonding and like you get that climax at the end where you're just like oh like that's right he doesn't have a father i mean it was very clear that alberto's father had walked out on him but like when he's like nah i'm gonna stay here like it's like this guy needs me now and it's just like Mm. oh fuck like that's awesome that's good you guys yeah that's good really good because he needs a dad too yeah that's good uh of course julia right now has put two and two together and has figured that luca is also a sea monster uh she's like she makes luca leave she's like it's just too risky for you to stay here it's not gonna be a good idea so luca heads back over to alberto's place to find him and apologize to his friend and he spots some hash marks on the wall which represent the days alberto has been there alone uh and he says maybe everyone's just better off without me you're the good kid i'm the dumb kid who ruins everything but luca tells him He's like, you know what? I am going to go. I'm going to go win that race. I'm going to win it, and I'm going to make everything right. And then he jumps off the roof. And to Tim's point earlier, kids, don't do this. When I was in Riverside growing up, we used to jump off one-story one roofs for no reason. I'm pretty sure that's why I have any problems to this day. Uh, that and the fact that I'm very horribly unathletic. And Andy, <laughs> you're talking about why Alberto wasn't scared of those, uh, those the, the harpoon throws. Italians can't throw. We can't throw for shit. Name one mm. Italian. Name one Italian that's ever been a famous baseball player. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah, no pitchers can't out there. That's true. Never one pitcher. Uh, let's see. He says, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to fix this. And Luca decides to go to the race. And then he enters it alone for no reason. And Julia's like, what? Yeah, the literal F. Um, and, and But uh, as the race is about to start, Julia's dad holds up a cute sign for her as uh, Eric Ole covers Chicho in olive oil. And at first he's like, huh? And then he goes, <laughs> he just really likes it. Like, Great. He, say? he says something, right? Like, it'll make you like cut through water. Oh, yeah. Like you're going to cut through yeah. water like butter. Oh, yeah. Like a, no, yeah. he, he said, you're going to cut through water like a knife covered in butter, right? <laughs> something like that. Great job on the animators who animated that like shader of the liquid the the, yeah. the way yeah. it looked sort of falling down was so good looking yeah it kind of just so it cascaded down like when you put a when you put like a, a chocolate syrup on a banana you know oh, yeah yeah or chocolate syrup on anything mm-hmm. uh let's see lucas shows up in the dive suit uh and the the porto rosso cup is uh, about to begin of course lucas parents get tasked with water duty you're like that's pretty handy uh while the fishermen uh, and i thought at this point i thought there was gonna be a scene where they're splashing people but they never i don't know they didn't do it right well at that point, i thought we were gonna get a comedic scene they had figured it out oh right, right. they knew it they knew who it was that's yeah. right 
kind of weird to give them that job then. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, meanwhile, the fishermen from the village have set up a defensive pattern around uh, the bay to ward off any sea monsters, and off we go. Chicho immediately gets attacked by anchovy, uh, and Julia wins the first leg of the race, uh, and then off to the pasta eating contest, where she once again almost throws up but does not, uh, and finishes first to head off to her bike. Uh, Luca finishes eventually and then heads up, the, heads up to catch up with everyone, uh, stopping only momentarily when his parents try to corner him, uh, but he rides around them and his mom's kind of impressed. She's like, wow, he rides fast. I want to uh, give a major shout out to the animation of the bad guy on the bike because anytime he does anything on the great. bike, it's fucking hilarious. But the first time you see him in his little cycling gear and mm-hmm. he like talks shit and he bikes away and his little butt goes in the air. Just kinda yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really good. Really, oh, really great. good. I enjoyed that. Uh, Luca, of course, takes the lead up the hill as it starts to rain uh, and he gets pinned in underneath an awning uh, and he cannot go anywhere uh, thus without revealing his true form. And who should come to save him but Alberto with a massive umbrella of an ear clay. Uh, once again intercedes and kicks him down revealing his true form uh, when he tries to run diversion to keep Luca cover but Luca uh, but it takes a fishing net to the face Luca finally decides it's time to uh, to show the world who he is and take the heat and rushes out into the rain to save his friend uh, Ercole chases them downhill with a fishing hook and almost gets the better of them but Julia sacrifices her body and knocks him off his bike uh, unfortunately when they wake up or when they get up they are they realize they're surrounded by the townspeople who all have these harpoons uh, and Ercole tells them everyone is horrified of them because they are disgusting monsters but Julia claps back and says they're not monsters and he says oh yeah then who are they and of course her dad comes in for the save and says I know who they are they are Luca and Alberto and they are the winners and then everyone's like cool and then he's like, I'm not gonna fight him yet. yeah and then he's just kind of he was just like kind of stands up and Menacing stands everyone down and like well but it's like it's it's, it's obvious what's gonna happen you're, you shouldn't be surprised that as the dad walks up menacingly that you're like, uh, like not one part of you thinks, oh, he's going to fucking do something to that. He's like, fucking you murder these kids. You know what? You know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it them. still works. Yeah, it still it hits so you. Well, it works so God well. Damn. Uh, Luca's parents come in with a big hug. They are very happy and angry at him, but mostly happy. And then uh, Signora Marcellese uh, awards them their cup, which seems weird because now we have not one, not two, but three separate teams actually competing for this race. And I'm just going to say, like, what are the bylaws of this race, Tim Wang? Uh, we are willy nilly here, uh, as it were. But we we need like a like to have like a a, a high table of judges and judges, right? You some know. sort of Supreme Court of some uh, sort. I, I, uh, I had one question. When uh, Lucas stopped, did um, Hercules also stop? I know it's not his name, but it's close enough. Oh, Hercule? Hercule, there it is. And he got knocked off his bike before. She, she okay. like, she's, she knocked him off, and then, and then uh, uh, Lucas' bike kind of rolled over the the finish line with him in it. So no, I think yeah, he technically I meant, won I meant, the I race. I meant way further up on the top because oh, yeah, everyone uh, stopped up there. When they, but not everyone, because eventually uh, Luca gets going again, and he passes a bunch of people, and it's like that doesn't make sense because it didn't seem like there was anyone in front of them. It doesn't matter. It's- um. I don't know. Either way, uh, they win. The townspeople back down. Alberto and Luca finally get. Uh, there's, a, there's a cute point where the townspeople look over and see a piece of anti-sea monster propaganda and they rip it up. Uh, and then Alberto and Luca finally get their rusted old uh, Vespa that's falling apart as uh, as Julia's father feeds 
uh, Luca some pasta and they're like, this is very nice. Of course, uh, when the camera pans over, Grandma Paguro slides in for a plate too. And they're like, what are you doing here? She's like, dude, I come to this town every weekend. I've been partying. With <laughs> uh, and, there, and then her mom's like, I'm really worried about Luca. And she's like, listen, not everyone's going to accept him, but he's really good at finding those that do. And she goes, well, how many people are uh, in Geneva? And and, uh, and and grandma's probably like, oh, like tens of thousands. Yeah, there's probably, there's probably a lot of people in there that are going to want to kill him. And off we go yeah. to the train station. Um, <laughs> it's a much bigger city. Yeah, Weird. there might be more people that are accepting, but even more that, yeah, that want to hang him, uh, want to put it, the, his head up on the wall. Yeah. Have him be the new talking uh leaping larry or what's the yeah what's the bass name slamming salmon slamming salmon i don't think it's either of those (laughs) (laughs) i said leaping larry you're closer than me (laughs) i've been muted for so long and i didn't know it oh my god Uh, joe jesus your mouth's (laughs) blocked by the mic so we don't know you're talking (laughs) it was big mouth billy bass big billy bass coming in with this leaping larry and slapping (laughs) slamming salmon pretty close yeah i do like how they kind of dealt with the the, because those lines of dialogue were a little bit weird where it's like yeah now this isn't going to end well for this kid but i like the mom being like uh, I think it was the mom. They're just like, oh, he he seems to have a good judge of character. Like he finds himself with the right people. And in the credits, when you see him kind of go through the journey with the new kids he meets at the the other place, and there's like a whole bunch of people that see him in his true form. I was like, that's really cool. I like I like that they they had that little mm-hmm. bit. Like Pixar's always really good about doing the epilogue stuff and fun little pictures in the credits. But I think this might be the best use of it they've ever had. Interesting. I think so. I agree. Um, let's see. Of course, they go over to see Julia off to the train station as she's about to go back to school. Uh, and then they both get a great big hug. She says, uh, and then uh, uh, Luca's like, all right, let's go get our Vespa. And Alberto surprised him. He's like, yeah, I sold it. He's like, what do you mean you sold it? And of course, he sold it to buy him a train ticket to go to school Sorry. as well. Uh, his parents come around the corner and tell him it's all. We got it all figured out. Alberto took a little, took a little convincing, but Alberto talked us into it. Um, and then Luca tells his mom, he says, mom. Look at me. Look me in the eyes. I love you. Um, everything's going to be okay. And then he tells Alberto, uh, he's like, come on, man. We got to go. The train's going to be living soon. But uh, Alberto's like, yeah, sorry, man. I I, I can't go with you. Massimo kind of asked me if I'd stick around and help him out. Uh, you know, and I kind of want to. And he goes, well, I can't do this without you. And he says, uh, you're never without me. Next time you jump off a cliff or tell Bruno to quit bothering you, that's me. And he goes, but how am I going to know you're okay? And he goes, you know what? You got me off that island, Luca. I'm okay. Like, damn, oh, that was a good, good thing. line. That was a good line. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to add really quick. Uh, there's the moment as uh, the little girl's getting on the train where he's uh, saying goodbye, Alberto's saying goodbye to her, and they do a weird wink thing, and I'm like, the fuck's going on here? Like, did they have like uh, did they have a weird relationship? And it was that they were just setting up that like they were gonna yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, for a minute, I was like, she was like. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, know? She was like, kill my dad when you, like, I hate my dad, kill him. And he's Damn. like, oh, God. Okay. I'll where both of our brains went with that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> completely opposite. No, but I, I do want to just point out that, yeah, this, this whole final sequence, like, obviously we're about to right. get to the writing off moment. And yeah. I, I'm as close to the open mouth cry as I've ever been since mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. And I, I'm not sure why this movie wasn't incredibly impactful, but it still hit me so good. And I think it's the music. And Tim, what does the musical theme remind you of? Oh, I don't know. Damn, I really yeah, thought no, you would have gotten it. It's in, it. I really liked the use of music in that part because the rest of the movie doesn't have anything like it. And it really swells in this like 
well that was that was swelling and like gigantic right but the the theme that keeps on playing throughout the rest of the movie is so reminiscent of i guess it's Aerith's theme in final fantasy 7 okay that like it reminded me so much of i don't know if it's Aerith's theme but it's like final fantasy 7 main theme Okay. But there's some air steam in there too. Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah. Da, na, 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 na. I kept thinking, like, dude, that's I just heard that. It's because I, I had installed Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which we're, we're brought to you by in this episode. Whoa, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh. That wasn't me being a shill. Yeah, I cried I cried um, a lot. And uh even Nick repeating this line right here, like got me again. I'm just good. like I'm teary eyed and pretending like that. <laughs> we're telling jokes <laughs> yeah, here, but I'm yeah. crying on the inside so hard. Uh, of course Al- Alberto yeah. wishes him uh he says a goodbye in Italian, which he doesn't quite understand and I couldn't quite understand either because it didn't actually translate it for the screen. And when Luca asks what that means, he goes, I got no idea. Go find out for me, would you? And it's yeah. very, very endearing. And then uh, as the train pulls away, Luca waves goodbye and it starts to rain, revealing once again his true form. Uh, and he hangs off the cool little thing as he lets the wind blow in his face and the rain blow in his face, enjoying the feeling as the ha- the train heads off into the distance. And Alberto's like, it. fuck yeah, go get him, dog. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, and then we get the, another fun Italian credit song and it's just a banger. And it's super cute. And then, of course, we get the, the animations that showing sort of what happens uh, to Luca it. in the future endeavors at school. And then we get the credit sequence, the post credit sequence. Where we catch up with old Uncle Uko talking to, <laughs> talking to Giuseppe. And he says, some people think I'm mad at living the deep. I think they're the ones who are mad, not me, the one who is mad. It's them. It's a nice life, simple life. Away from all the hustle and bustle, all the stuff you don't want. <laughs> mm, Whale carcass. Whale carcass. <laughs> anyway, you got to have fun. You got to hear me talk. I, you're going to have fun. You get to hear me talk. I can talk without stopping sometimes, maybe for 12 hours. And you get to listen, so you're lucky. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> just so the incoherent <laughs> so good Andy hit me with the mad, not me the one who is mad it's them seven, <laughs> seven syllables in the middle you need five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme haiku in review haiku in review what you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like T.I. King did. An ocean of friendship and purpose. Luca's character is found just beneath the surface. Wow. Wow. That was powerful. <laughs> powerful. Um, let's see. Zade Wilson, good movie for pride for those who feel like they're a fish out of water. Doesn't hide that mm. some will not be accepting, but many more will be. Happy pride. Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Grant Burton says Pixar does Ghibli. Dream big and buy a Vespa. Luca out, monster. <laughs> and of course, Miscellaneous writes in with the plot in haiku. Luca steps on land. Al violently shakes hand. Luca's mind expands. Mom sends her son down, but he and Al, Vespa bound, off to human town. <laughs> Tries to break the bind, proves that she's scared of their kind, leaves them both behind. The underdogs win. Rain shows truth against their skin. New life can begin. Lucas says goodbye. And you know what made me cry? Look, in, look me in the eye. Oh, man. Damn, it's oh. Hilarious. <laughs> Too good. Too damn good. good. All right, Andy. Raggy baggy. 
Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk. Bad guys here for the Pixar in review universe. Uh, for the first time in a while, I feel like we got ourselves a banger here because I love this Ercole Visconti character. I think he's just hilarious. I think the animation's great. I think everything they do is with with it is just super creative and super fun so where do we want to put him on the list as it stands right now number one is lotsa number two is the prospector slash al uh number three is newswater randall from monsters inc number four hopper number five syndrome from incredibles number six months and the dogs from up number seven ego and skinner from rap do we Mar- uh, darla and the barracuda uh, from finding nemo or number eight number nine is woody and sid number 10 is gabby number 11 hard scrabble and the the roars from monsters you number 12 is otto from wally 13 more do and the witch from brave uh chicken hubris from cars and then axel and lemons from cars Two round out the list where are we, where are we putting what was him? 10 again Ooh. 10 was gabby from toy story 4 She's I don't terrifying. remember what number it was, but I want to say above Ego and Skinner from, from Ratatouille. Uh, yes. Underneath Munts and the Dogs. I put him above Munts. I think he was great. Yeah. yeah I he was really entertaining. Months. Yeah. Like, yeah, my thing is the entertainment factor yeah. bumps him up uh, quite a bit to me that I would even say I'd put it above Hopper under Newswater and Randall. I can't go above but, Hopper. Yeah. But my yeah. thing is like. Four to seven, I would, I, I get it because under we got Hopper Syndrome from Incredibles, Months of the Dogs from Up. So anywhere in there, I'd say I'm above Syndrome. Wow. I think above Syndrome is a good thing. We have to remember he like was threatening people with a harpoon, very like even when they were he humans, wanted to this kid. You know what kill, I mean? Yeah, these children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. It's horrible. So, in, like, he's in, kind of a piece of in shit. daylight in public. Also, <laughs> no cops around. Like lying. <laughs> Maybe to, he was the law to stay in this competition. And the city just kind of let it happen. That's power. He's the winner. He's the five-time champ. Everyone wants to see the champ win. Okay, so who wants? Who thinks show of hands? He's above months and the dogs. Who? Joey? No. Wow. Okay. Who thinks he should be above Syndrome from Incredibles? Who thinks he should be above Hopper from Ants? And there you go. Oh, I, did I put ants? I keep putting ants. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I, I can never tell if you're fucking around or not. I don't I know. Know. The list is the list. You know when we establish these Greg Miller rules that the list is the list. Uh, so there you go. He's going in at number five, Ercole Visconti. Cool. Now it's time to rank the Pixar universe. Andy, or Kevin, can you please bring up the rankings that Andy made? Currently, number one, we have up. Number two, we have Monsters, Inc. Number three, we have Finding Nemo. Number four, The Incredibles. Number five, Wally. Number six, Toy Story 3. Number seven, Toy Story 2. Number eight, Toy Story 4. Number nine, Toy Story. Number 10, Rat Tat Tui. Number 11, Monsters University. Number 12, Cars. Number 13, A Bug's Life. Number 14, Brave. Number 15, Cars. Mm-hmm. Two. I think to me, I'm, I'm going to start the bidding off somewhere around the Rat Tui mark. Maybe a little bit above or a little bit below Monsters U. That's going to be the line of demarcation right there. Is it above mm-hmm. the Toy Stories or below the Toy Stories? I think it's going to be. I, I mean, I, this list is so fucked for me. I think yeah, this movie, it's, it's I would fun. rather watch this than Finding Nemo. But I wouldn't watch, oh, so I wouldn't watch any of the Toy Stories above it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, um, yeah, see, I, I, like, I kind just, of agree. And I, maybe it's just like, maybe it's the whole like, you know, it, it's like, how overdone all the Finding Nemo lines became that just kind of like I'm over it sort of thing. Like the, the just keep swimming and the uh, 15 Wallaby way or whatever the fuck it's called. Like I just got kind of tired of, of Finding Nemo, but 
Is it above Toy Story 1? I don't think so, but I do think it's a better movie than Ratatouille. Sorry, Chris Anka. Dang. I mean, I, I think I'm right there with Andy. I mean, to me, the Toy Story movies are just criminally underrated. Personally, they all, to me, would be like the top tier. But uh, I, I would put it at number 10 above Ratatouille under Toy Story 1. I think I would put it at 11, even though I think on any given day, I would probably throw on Monsters University just as personal preference. But I do think that, like, trying to be a little, like... Taking out personal preference, even you think Wally should be number one, you say it. I think Wally should be way lower than five, but that's just me. (laughs) You rolled the dice and you came up craps. Uh, I know. So I would say number eleven personally under Ratatouille. I'm kind of I think Ratatouille is way too low. Yeah. I I think I think Ratatouille does a better job developing the plot, truth be told. I think that uh I this is really tricky. Um but I think I would put it above Toy Story 1. So I would put it as our new number nine. Number nine. I, oh, I really enjoy this movie. Then? I think, I, well, I just wanted to say the last thing. Like, I think I, like, I'm excited to watch this movie again because I, I it was so much fun. And I'm sure that I'm going to rewatch it with Paula soon. So it's good. Movie. And, and that, that's how a lot of uh, how I feel about Ratatouille. I think Ratatouille is a very solidly told story front to back. But I was just more entertained with this movie. I, I think the characters in this, uh, villains and protagonists, were just more fun than Remy and the fucking rat. You know? Wow. Remy and the rat. Remy, yeah. Oh, Remy's the rat. Oh, well, who's the Remy. other guy? Jean-Luc Picard. Remy Malik. Jean-Luc Picard. Who thinks this better than Cars 1? Raise your hand. Everybody raises their hand. Who thinks it's better than Monsters University? Raise oh, your hand. Yes. Everyone. Who thinks it's better than Rat Tat 2? We raise your hand. I cannot give. Me, Kevin, Andy. Mm-hmm. Who thinks it's better than Toy Story 1? Raise your hand. Anyone Kevin. can be a human. Anyone can cook. Interesting <laughs> that you didn't you don't think it's better than Toy Story 1, Andy. I thought you wanted it higher. Nothing can break that Toy no, Story but block. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, the Toy Story, I feel like, I don't know, the Toy Story thing, those movies are probably never going to be separated. And I think a lot of that is us scared to go against tradition. We are. Um, we are. Separate. Really? Kevin, Kevin already broke it. Kevin's not scared to do so. And I appreciate the bravery. The bravery. Ain't afraid of um, but I think just that the, the cast of Toy Story 1, it's, it's, I mean, it's undeniable. It's unbeatable. It's the, the, it's amazing. What what more could be said about Toy Story One? I would like to, however, rewatch them and by the end of it, have my own personal ranking just to say, here's what I would have done. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. That has been Pixar in review. Adding Luca to the list. Next week we are returning, like I said, with Fast Nine. And what is the next Pixar movie? I think it's the Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Let me confirm this. Weird animation style. Like, freaks me out. Let's go. Next week, we do. No, fact... uh, actually, we're not oh. doing that because aren't we doing Space Jam? You know what? Stay tuned to the, uh, the <laughs> update that Joey's going to post next week, and then we'll figure out what movie we're doing. I think we're doing Ninja Turtles and, and Fast next week, so Pixar's taking a break. We're doing Space Jam at some point. 
Uh, I don't think we officially announced that, but Joey just did. That's that's a great, that's a, the best way to announce anything. Pump up the jam, pump it up if you're feeling funky. But until then, love you guys. Bye.